The purpose of today's podcast episode is not to try to convince you to support Donald Trump. It's not to try to convince you or solve all of America's problems. It's not designed to say, hey, you should vote for Donald Trump. It is simply explaining why I am able to or why I have supported Donald Trump. And I'm going to outline some of the things that I disagree with him on, some of the things that I agree with him on, and some of the main questions that I also ask myself. You are now entering a new paradigm. So here is my issue. I wanted to find the answers to life's biggest questions. Things like, how do I become happy and live with purpose? How do I make more money doing what I love? And what does it mean to be truly successful in all areas of life? My name is Josh Forty, at Josh Forty on Instagram, and I ask life's biggest questions and share the answers with you. My goal is to help you find purpose, happiness, and open your mind to new realms of possibility by helping you think differently about everything you do, know, and understand. On this podcast, we think different, we dream bigger, and we live in a world without limits. This is a new paradigm. Welcome to the Think Different Theory. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Think Different Theory. My name is Josh Forty, and I am so excited, as always, for today's podcast episode. And this is actually a short snippet introduction uh, to this episode to do two things. One, explain to you why I am releasing this episode right now, and to remind you about the Facebook group and to get in that because we're just a couple days away from announcing our big training that is going to be absolutely amazing, phenomenal about communication uh, and about sales and marketing and funnels and, and how they all kind of tie together uh, and everything with that. Uh, it's going to be super, super cool next week with a very special guest. So um, we have a new Facebook group out and it's all about communication. And this is um, my my main focus with Think Different Theory. And we're going to be going into the communication. I talked about it two episodes ago and really went into detail. I talked about it briefly at the beginning of last episode. So if you want to hear more about that, go back two episodes on Monday and uh, check out the interview or check out the, the episode that I did about that and to why this Facebook group exists and you know the story behind it and what we're trying to do with it. But it's about communication. And I just want to remind you, click the link below. We'll link it down uh, below here. And it's a, it's a Facebook group um, and all about communication and communication in your personal life, communication in business, how to build relationships with people, how to listen, how to just understand the different types of communication, all sorts of really cool stuff. And I'm just so excited for it. We've, we've already had some amazing content this week, diving deep into that and how that's going to affect you and in your, in your life and what that's going to look like. And uh, seriously, you're not going to want to miss that. All right. So the title of today's podcast episode, and we're going to cut to it here in just a second, but it is why I supported Donald Trump, right? And why I support Donald Trump and, and, uh, explaining and clarifying my view on him. Now, you might be saying, Josh, why are you dropping a political episode, um, particularly around a launch, but around Donald Trump, around someone that's very controversial and uh, you know will potentially lose you followers? And while losing followers for standing up for what I believed in never bothered me, there is actually a reason that I'm dropping this one now. See, the purpose of the Facebook group and where I'm focusing on right now is communication. And I want to show you the importance of communication. And I believe that me communicating where I am at with Donald Trump and communicating why I support him, not because I think he's a great person, but because I think he's what's best for the country right now and explaining the reasoning behind that and explaining my views and how I got there so that you can see my side. And so that even if you don't agree with me, which you don't have to, you can understand why I'm there and at least have a, a truthful, honest uh, conclusion of why I'm at where I'm at. And so there's no um, you know, miscommunication around that. I think there's a lot of miscommunication around where I stand with Donald Trump. And I wanted to clarify that. And I'm using this time to go in there and explain this so that you can see the power of communication. And I don't really talk about the power of communication in this specifically. I mean, I do a little bit, but nothing like crazy. But I do focus on why I support and where I'm at with Donald Trump. And you can see how I'm communicating in different ways and making that happen in there. And so I really do hope this clears some things up. I actually don't talk about Donald Trump a whole lot. Um, surprisingly. Um, and you might be like, well, Josh, what are you talking about? That's literally the name of the thing. And it is, but I actually, I, I don't talk a, a lot about him, maybe like maybe 20 or 30% of the episode, I would say. Um, most of it is actually kind of setting the tone for it and and building the lead up and explaining like how I got to where I'm at and, and what I believe in as far as the future of everything. And I, I just want you to take special note to how I communicate things, how I go over things, how I try to simplify things down, because this is a perfect example of communicating and communicating well and doing it in a way that uh, people can actually understand and, and hopefully 
see the other side of something, even on something that they disagree with, even on something as polarizing as uh, Donald Trump and the current political system the way it is today. So without further ado, we're going to cut to that episode, but I wanted to kind of give you that preface there so that you understood why this is happening. Do not forget to join the Facebook group all about communication. We have an amazing training coming up next week that we're going to announce on Monday that you're not going to want to miss, and uh, it's really going to change your life, and I'm excited for it. So uh, we're going to cut to the episode now. Enjoy, and uh, let me know what you think. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Think Different Theory. My name is Josh Forty, and we are going to get political today, specifically talking about Donald Trump. And I think that this is an important episode. I think it's one that is long overdue, but I want to use today's program, like the, the, the episode for today, to explain why I am a supporter of Donald Trump. And I think clarify a lot of things that people don't understand about my way of thinking when it comes to Trump. Because one of the things that I know a lot of people don't understand about me is that I say that I'm an empath, that I'm a very compassionate person, and that, um, you know, I believe that people should be treated with respect and, you know, humanely and things like that. And then they go, well, how on earth could you possibly support Donald Trump, who's a racist, a sexist, uh, you know, blah, 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 and whatever it is that they call them. And there seems to be a contradiction there in a lot of what I believe, because like, here's the thing. I'm friends with a lot of liberals. I'm friends with a lot of conservatives. I am without a doubt a uh, conservative or I lean conservative. I I don't want to say I'm a libertarian, but I feel like I, I identify or I, I tend to agree with a lot of things that they're saying. Not entirely, but overall, I tend to lean more conservative. But um, it's funny because on a lot of non-political issues, I actually get along with liberals quite a bit and agree with them and uh, on certain things. And obviously on the Republican side of things, I get along with them well. But I actually disagree with a lot of Republicans uh, and people that are more conservative uh, on things as well. And so there's this confusion around why in the heck I support Donald Trump like I do. And I want to use this episode as a way to do that. I, w- I really want to ask you to like listen to this in its entirety and and really try to understand where I'm coming from here because I understand that I've gotten a tremendous amount of hatred for supporting Donald Trump. I have um, been you know told that I... Uh, that people have been glad that my brother died because I support Trump. People have told me that I should go die, that I should commit suicide, that they hope I come down with, you know, flesh eating bacteria. Like I've been told some horrifically terrible things um, for vocalizing my support of Donald Trump, which that in and of itself, I think is an issue, but that's not the purpose of this episode. All right. And I want to be very clear with this. The purpose of today's podcast episode is not to try to convince you to support Donald Trump. It's not to try to convince you, you know, or or solve all of America's problems. It's not designed to say, hey, you should vote for Donald Trump. It is simply explaining why I am able to or why I have supported Donald Trump. And I'm going to outline some of the things that I disagree with him on, some of the things that I agree with him on, and some of the main questions that I also ask myself. So welcome back to the program. Um, I'm, I'm very excited to have you here. It's been a great week this week, a lot of learning, a lot of work so far for me. As you guys know, I'm traveling right now. I'm going around the world and learning a bunch uh, of really cool stuff. And I did some podcast interviews actually earlier today that are going to be coming out um, later, which I'm also excited about. But one of the things that I've really been focusing on learning right now is just well, learning in general, but also just uh, really focusing on how to communicate better. And I would say that something that I am, I don't know if naturally talented is the right word, um, but something that I've certainly been blessed with and something that I've practiced a lot is communication. Communication on my daily life or in my daily life, communication in business, communication through content. And I fundamentally believe that one of the most important things, and I talked about this in a uh, podcast episode recently, that communication is one of the most important things in the world, I believe. I believe that if if we could just communicate to each other um, and we could really seek to understand where the other person is coming from, and part of communication is listening and listening to understand, not listening to talk, um, but truly listening and trying to see the other side of things um, is very, very important. I believe that communication on you know my side of things is also very important. So I've been studying communication. I've been trying to figure out the direction of the podcast. I've been trying to figure out, you know, okay, do I want it to be more commentary? Do I want it to be more philosophy? Do I want it to be more business? Do I want it to be talk show? Do I want to talk about current events? Um, we're writing the book right now, which is super, super exciting. And I'm very, very excited for the book to come out uh, in 2020. 
And so as I sat down, I think that one of the key things as I look at people uh, and I kind of look at people's perception of me, not that I necessarily care what people think in the sense of like, I'm very firm in what I believe, but I also believe that, um, you know, communicating well is is important. And if people don't understand me or, um, you know, if I feel misunderstood, it's my job to go out there and, and fix that. And so uh, one of the things that I think people misunderstand about me is uh, the whole concept of Donald Trump and why and how I could possibly support someone like that. Or on the flip side of that, um, if you are a Donald Trump supporter, how, you know, anything could possibly go wrong with Donald Trump. I mean, a lot of people either love or hate him. Pretty much everybody. You either are a complete lover or a complete hater. And I am neither. Now, I tend to agree with him more than I disagree with him. And as I was sitting there, uh, you know, last night sitting on my my um, balcony overlooking, uh, you know, the city, I was like, I don't understand why people hate him so much. But I do think that there are definitely issues with Donald Trump that I want to address. So let's dive into this thing uh, here. And um, I ask you to just give me the time of day to explain my side of things so that you can at least understand, okay, I get it. I, I at least understand where he's coming from. You don't have to agree, but just uh, give me that much at least. All right, so let's dive in. So I want to start this off by saying I had a conversation actually recently with several close friends of mine, um, Cody Neer, actually, who we've had on the podcast. We just had him on recently. I was with him and JR, who we've also had on the podcast. And uh, we were you know, chatting about politics and, and about Donald Trump. And I said, listen, I think that the question that people need to ask themselves and that I have asked myself a lot recently is, have we had enough of Donald Trump? And what I mean by that is, I voted for Donald Trump in the election. I not only voted for Donald Trump, I, um, I you know, I support Donald Trump and I will be voting for Donald Trump in the re-election of, of America. However, I did not take that decision lightly. I actually sat down and I really thought about things and I thought, okay, why did I vote for Donald Trump originally? And is four years of Donald Trump enough? And I think this is a very important question to ask. I think uh, political parties, particularly, you know, Democrats, Republicans tend to just vote for who's ever in there. And if they liked the president for the first four years, then obviously we need four more years of that. And uh, they're just going to vote for him blindly without thinking about it. And that is not who I am. I'm actually I think about these things a lot. And I sat down and this might shock people that think that I'm just this big, massive Donald Trump fan. And I said, do we need another four years of Donald Trump? Is he the best possible option for this country? Now, let me explain why I asked this question or the context around this or how I came to the answer of answering this question. I believe that a president's job or a president's role, and I talked about this in the Julie Stowian interview, if you want to go back and listen to that when we talked about Donald Trump, um, I believe that the president of the United States of America's job is to protect and serve America. All right. I believe that the job of the federal government, more or less, is to um, protect America from outside enemies and promote economic growth. That is about it. Now, obviously, the government has extended far, 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 far beyond that. But I believe that at a very fundamental level, that's basically the only thing that the federal government is responsible for is security and to promote economic growth. I think everything else should be left up to the states or even the local governments, you know, beyond that. And so I look at that and I go, okay, okay, if that's the role of the federal government and the president of the United States of America is the in charge of leading that, is in charge of building the economy and in charge of keeping us safe. And I would also argue, and I think this was Julie's argument as well, lead, a, lead the country, right? I mean, we do want a unity in the country. Obviously, right now, we don't have that. But I would say that those two things, and then the third one of being an actual leader or someone that is of good character um, would probably be the, the, the third most important thing there to, to unify us, right? And so I look at the direction upon which the country was going pre-Trump. Now, I want you to think about this, okay? Let's go back to before Trump was elected. I want to think about the, the logical reasoning behind why I voted for Trump in the first place, okay? I do not believe, if you would have given me any candidate in the uh, the election cycle on the Republican ticket before Donald Trump was elected and said, Josh, you could handpick anybody to be the president of the United States during this time of the 18 people that would run, who would you pick? I believe that I would have picked a Donald Trump over any other person that was running. Why? Because I want to look at America as a whole, and I don't want to just look at the what an ideal president should be. I want to look at, okay, who is best fit to serve the position, serve the role of this right now, all right? So when you look at something, and let's say in a, in a child's life, all right, let, let, I'm going to draw an analogy here, right? In a child's life, they go from, you know, one, two, three, four, and all the way up to 18, 20, 25, 30, and they, and they grow up, right? Throughout the years of their life. 
Well, when when they're one years old or three years old or five years old, like they're going to be treated one way, right? And maybe the more loving side of things um, is a good thing then, you know, the lovingness of a parent. But then when they get into their teens, then you're going to treat them a little bit differently. They're going to have more responsibility or if they if they've uh, you know are good, you're going to give them certain pr- privileges. But if something is is bad or they're you know need to be punished, you're going to treat them differently and if you, the the child wants to play football, you're going to send them to to you know uh, someone that teaches football. They're going to have a coach in football, not a coach in dance. If you're going to have a, a child that wants to do dance, you're going to give them a, a coach for dance, not a coach for football, right? So you uh, you fit the child's role models and their structure and their leadership around what it is that they're trying to accomplish, what it is that you're trying to accomplish, and based on where they're at in life. Same thing is true in a business, all right? I hired... I am a consultant and I have hired consultants to come into my business. Um, I have hired consultants for business growth. I have hired consultants for sales. I have hired consultants for systems. I have uh, been a consultant for social media, for sales, for different things like that. And you hire that consultant to come in to lead your company or to lead that that phase of it to say, hey, listen, here's where we are right now. Here's where we need to go, right? So we're going to bring in this specific type of person for that because that is their specialty and they're going to be able to get the job done well. The same thing is true when you're building a house. You're going to want the best type of person for the type of house that you're building. If you're building a house in Hawaii versus a house in, you know, the mountains of California or the mountains, you know, somewhere else in the States, like those are going to be two different types of builders. You want the best man or woman for the job, right? And so I look at this and I look at America. Now, I'm going to be very clear and very vocal about this. I was not a fan of Barack Obama. Um, I I think that he was a very presidential type person. Um, I do not care that he was black or white. It does not matter. I am not racist in any format whatsoever. I would vote for a black person the same way I would vote for a white person or a Hispanic or Chinese. or I mean, like I, I fundamentally, truly at the core of everything that I am, believe that all men are created equal. I, I absolutely fundamentally believe that. So it had nothing to do with um, his race. I disagreed with him on a lot of his policies. And there were a certain couple of things that I did like about him. For example, and I want to be transparent with this. I want to actually give examples because I, I like doing that. Um, I was watching the uh, State of the Union of him one time, and he was saying how, you know, one of uh, a big problem in America today is like, we need to start celebrating scientists and studying kids that are having success in science the same way that we do sports. Now, obviously, that's never going to happen. But the idea behind the fact that one career path is not greater than the other and that everybody should be you know, treated with respect and that we need to celebrate the wins of all things, not just the things that make money. I agree with that. And I think that from that perspective, I think Obama did a really good job there. I think that you know Obama was very presidential in certain areas. So I, I want to give credit where credit is due. But as a general rule, I did not like Barack Obama. Um, I did not like his policies. I thought he tr- uh, divided the country, um, arguably more so than Donald Trump. I, I don't want, that's not the purpose of this thing. That's a, a, a different topic for a different conversation. But um I didn't really like him. I didn't like the direction. Now, I want to separate that by saying, I think Barack Obama and I would be friends if we met in real life. Politically, I disagreed with Barack Obama, right? But I I think that Barack Obama seems like a super cool dude. I I think Barack Obama and I would get along if we ever wanted to go to a football game and, you know, watch the Patriots win, you know, win the Super Bowl. So shout out Barack Obama if you're listening by any chance. I'd love to go to the Super Bowl with you. Um, But um, I say that because I think it's important to, Understand that you can separate, at least I can, most people can't, you can separate person from policies, right? You can. It, that is a, it's a very separate thing that you can do. I like, I think that I would like Obama. Trump, on the other hand, I don't even know if I'd be friends with Trump as a normal person. I think he's crazy and I think he's so obsessed with business and money, which isn't necessarily a good thing. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Okay. The reason I say that is because the state of the American economy when Barack Obama left office at the end of his seven or eight years, right? I look at that and go, well, guess what? Um... I don't like the direction the country is going. I think we're spiraling out of control. I think we need border security. I think that the government is incredibly, incredibly corrupt. I think that we absolutely need to stand up and be a military power and force for good in America again. I believe that we need to bring the American economy back. I believe in all of these different things. I also believe in religious freedom. I believe that if you want to be gay, you should be able to be gay. Not because I agree with that, but because I believe that that is a should be a fundamental human right. Like you should be able to do whatever the heck you want to do and that nobody else should be involved in anybody else's businesses. Right. I I fundamentally believe that just because I disagree with something from a personal standpoint or from a religious standpoint, I do not believe that that dictates that that should be a law that you cannot do it if you disagree with me. I think that's the fundamental bedrock of society, uh, of the American society. I think that's what makes us great. So I look at this and I go and don't get don't worry, I'm getting to Trump here. I promise. So I look at all this and I say, all right, 
if I want to preserve America as I know it, we're falling apart. This is me pre-Donald Trump being elected, right? We're falling apart. Our economy isn't great. Uh, our border is weak. Our military is a joke or becoming a joke. I disagree with everything that Obama, not everything, but a large majority of what Obama is doing and what he is saying. I think there is massive divide. Things need to change here. And I, and I look at things for what they are. I look at facts and I go, we can debate social issues all day long. We can debate morality all day long, right and wrong. But in order for us to be able to do that, in order for us to be able to argue over whether or not food stamps should be a thing or argue over whether or not someone should have to bake a cake or not for a gay couple or not, and whether or not Planned Parenthood should be a thing, in order for us to debate those things, we actually fundamentally have to have a country first. And if we want a country, we need borders and we need an economy. If we've got borders and we have an economy, guess what? We're gonna have a country. And I think that those two things like I said at the beginning, are the fundamental job of the federal government and the leader of the federal government being the president of the United States. So I say, listen, the American government is corrupt. They're going in a direction that I don't like. The two most important things for me are the economy and the border because I can go and I can fix a lot of other things. I can help fix social issues. I can raise money for campaigns that I'm you know, uh, you know, passionate about, but I can't fix the border issue and I cannot fix the economic issue for the country as a whole. So I look at everybody in the Republican race and I say, who is the best person to do the two things that matter most of keeping us an actual country? And the answer is Donald Trump. It just is. Now you can look and say, oh, what about Ted Cruz? Josh, he's a Christian. He Ted Cruz is kind of a joke. And Ted, I like you. I think you're a good dude. But comparatively to Donald Trump, you don't have any, he, he doesn't have any balls. He really doesn't. And he's not going to stand up and be able to get things done. I remember talking to my brother Kyle about this because I, I I like Ted Cruz. I have I have really no beef with him, but he was running for president. And I said, listen, and, and I remember Kyle, my brother, before he passed, saying this, he's like, my brother was very involved in politics. He's like, dude, Ted Cruz doesn't really follow through on anything. He doesn't really get stuff done. And he, Kyle did not like Donald Trump, by the way, at all. But uh, he also didn't like Ted Cruz because he felt like Ted Cruz didn't get much done. And I agree. So to that, I, I look at that and go, all right, so the best possible candidate to get things done was Donald Trump. Therefore, I voted for Donald Trump. Now, I want to pause right there for a second. If your ship is going out of control, if you're on a big ship in the middle of the ocean, right, and it's going to sink, and there is a person on there that is an a-hole, that is a jerk, that is a lunatic, absolutely, right? And he's crazy, he's insane, he's a loose cannon, but he, you believe, is the best possible person to save the ship. And you believe that he can turn that ship around, that he can patch up the holes, and that he can at least get it afloat for long enough to where the next guy can come in and go, all right, like, here's what we need to do to actually get back on track and, and be, you know, a, a working, functioning boat again. You're gonna go and do that guy. You're not gonna hire an interior decorator to be the captain of a ship that's sinking, right? Why? Because his job is not to, like, make sure the ship is afloat, his job or her job is to make the ship look beautiful and amazing and run awesome. Whereas you would want someone that knows all about ships and preventing them from sinking to run the ship, even if you knew nothing about interior design. Because without the ship being afloat, you can't do the interior design. And that's what I'm saying. I'm saying when I voted for Donald Trump and when I think a lot of people that voted for Donald Trump voted for him, not because he was the perfect candidate, not because he was out there and is like, oh, we're gonna, you know, make America great again. Yeah, okay, but like, he didn't go he didn't go and solve all of our social issues just like a captain of a ship that's trying to prevent it from sinking is not going to go and try to stop the cooks from arguing or the passengers from disagreeing on what should be playing on the big screen right that's not their job their job is just to save the ship and so i voted for donald trump on that reason alone now i move forward and now we're here and we're coming up to a new election cycle and we've gotten well about 3 years of donald trump now and we'll have one more year of him before he is Presumably, I would imagine he would be reelected. Maybe not, but I, I think so. That would be my prediction, at least as of now. You look at that and you go, okay, um, I've gotten four years of Donald Trump. Is the ship turned around enough yet? Is he still the best candidate? Is he still the best option? And so I look at him and I go, if I could hand select any single person in the entire world to be the president of the United States of America, would it be Donald Trump? The answer would probably be no. It wouldn't. I would not hand selected Donald Trump for four more years of America if I could literally hand select any human being ever. However, of my options, and I apologize if you're a Democrat and are offended by this. Actually, I don't because I firmly believe this. 
everybody running on the Democratic side of things, well, Bloomberg might run, but even him, but like everybody running on the Democratic side of things is an absolute lunatic and absolutely, utterly, absurdly insane, with the exception of maybe Andrew Yang. Elizabeth Warren is a freak show. Bernie Sanders, are you like, seriously, is a lunatic. Joe Biden is a complete joke. All right. Like, I am not like none of them would run the country very well at all. Like they would all be a terrible, terrible, terrible idea. They would completely run the country into the ground. So I look at that and go, okay, Donald Trump is easily without a shadow of a doubt, a, a, an easier choice than them. But that doesn't, that doesn't go and say, okay, well, Josh just blatantly support Donald Trump. No, I'm not going to do that. I, I want to look at the facts for what they are. So I look at that and I go, okay, why am I voting for Donald Trump? Because here's the deal. I have a third option. I don't have to vote for the Democratic person or the Republican person. Do I think it's a waste of a vote if I don't? Yeah, kind of. But I can go and vote for whoever I want. And if I didn't believe in Donald Trump, and if I believed that Donald Trump would be fundamentally bad for America, then I probably would not vote for him. I believe that Elizabeth Warren, Joe Biden, and Bernie Sanders are fundamentally bad for America. I believe that not even America. I believe that they are fundamentally bad for culture and society as a whole, because I do not think that they understand what Western civilization and the idea of freedom and free speech has done for society and what capitalism has done for the world. I don't think they understand that at all, but that's not what this is about. Okay. So I look at that and I go, okay, I'm probably going to vote for Donald Trump. Why would I vote for Donald Trump? How can I be supportive of him? This is where I really want to focus in on and focus down on right here. Okay. The single greatest, most important thing that I believe that every single person should possess is personal responsibility. The single greatest thing that I believe that children should teach their parents, and I've done this on a, uh, a recent podcast episode, I talked about this, is self-confidence, all right? So I believe that if everybody had more self-confidence and everybody took personal responsibility for their life, that, that would solve an overwhelmingly massive amount of, of our problems in society today personal responsibility and self-confidence because so many people are out there that are like, Josh, not everybody is like you, you know? Oh, Josh, not everybody has the ability to go out and make a million dollars. And my argument to them would be, if you have the self-confidence, then everybody could, right? I believe that everybody really truly does have the ability to go out and make their life decisions, particularly if you live in America today. Now, that doesn't mean that hardship is not gonna be falling upon some people. That doesn't mean that it's not ridiculously hard for a single mother of four that's living in New York City that is literally paycheck to paycheck and still not making it by because she's spending more money per month than she's consuming. That doesn't make it easier for them. However, the single greatest thing that I can do for them is not write them a check for $1,000 every month. The single greatest thing that I can do for them is instill into them personal responsibility and self-confidence because once somebody has personal responsibility for their actions and for their life and takes extreme ownership of their situation, then they can go out and change their life. And in order for them to do that, they need to have the self-confidence that they are able to do that. There is not a single person in America that that is at the complete, complete bottom of the food chain. And what I mean by that is if you live in America today, if you are in America, you fundamentally have it better than a large majority of the rest of the world. I don't care if you're in poverty, you're homeless, you are a drug addict, you're $100,000 in debt. If you live in America, you fundamentally have it better than literally billions of people around the world because the opportunity is there, because of the programs that are in place. If you live in America, you have it better than for sure over half of the world, all right? I want you to think about that right now. That's a pretty much undeniable fact. Doesn't mean it's not hard. Doesn't mean it doesn't suck right? But I'm saying that you have the opportunity. So when you can instill into someone to say, listen, right now, you may think that your life sucks. Right now, you may be in this situation by no fault of your own. Maybe you inherited a bad hand. Maybe your parents beat you, abused you, whatever. And by the way, for a lot of people, this is not the case, but I want to go and attack. I, I want to go and take care of the extreme here so that nobody else can say anything else. You can't be like, well, Josh, what about this is why I voted for Donald Trump. This is why I think Donald Trump's the best option for the country. And, and seriously, let, let me finish this thought here, okay? If you instill in someone to say, listen, your life sucks right now. That's fine. You're at the bottom. You're broke. You're pregnant and you don't want to be. Or you're, you know, have a healthcare condition that you can't seem to afford. The second that you go and you say, ugh, there's nothing I can do. Ugh, the government should help me. Ugh, somebody should give me money. Ugh, this sucks. I can't get out of it. The second you go and do that, you give up your power and your ability to actually go and fix it. So now you are literally dependent upon somebody else to fix your problem and you've taken away all of your power. 
When you go and take personal responsibility and you own it and you say, you know what? It might not be my fault that I am in this situation right now, but it is for darn sure my responsibility to go, personal responsibility, to go and fix this problem. And I'm going to do everything within my power to go and fix this. And then you instill that same person with the self-confidence to go out there and take risks and to go and do that. Then guess what happens? You have now equipped them to be free. You have now equipped them to go out there and make a positive impact on their life and make their life better. All right. So you look at that and you go, okay, and that's true whether you're an American citizen or not. That's true whether you're in jail or not. That is true regardless of the circumstances. And you should read the book um, Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. Warning, it's a very strong language in that book. But that book will fundamentally radically change your opinion of how much control that you have simply just in your mind. It's absolutely incredible, okay? So I say if you go and do that and instilling personal responsibility and free choice and the ability to go out there and test different ideas and take risks, if you fundamentally instill that into someone, that is what's going to save America. That is what's going to save the, the society. And that's what's going to ultimately free the most amount of people. But because millions and millions and millions and millions of people are dependent on the government, dependent on someone else, they have given up their freedom. They have given up their ability and their own power to go out there and make a positive change in their life. So what does this have to do with Donald Trump? Let me explain. Okay. I have said before that I think that we should get rid of food stamps. Now, I said that, and that's greatly taken out of context because I, I gave a lot of context around that. But basically what I said is there is a very, very small percentage of people that actually need to be on welfare right now. I believe welfare should be for only a few months long. I have to look into the actual logistical details of you know the statistics of how many people actually need it. But it, we are a, a very, very much overbloated system. And most people that collect a welfare or unemployment check have absolutely no reason or right to be able to do that. So if you were to cut those all off, would that cause a lot of pain for them? Yes. Would some of those people go hungry for a little bit? Yes. Would some of those people be super, super uncomfortable and might have to go without a house for a little bit? Perhaps. Maybe so. But I'm okay with that. I'm I'm saying that is the best possible option of where we're at because I'm coming from a place of love. And I'm coming from a place to say, if you knew what personal responsibility and self-confidence would do for your life, you would never choose the life that you are living now you would absolutely want to go after all of your dreams and goals. And the only way to fix a very, 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 very broken system is by fixing the actual root cause of the problem. And the root cause of the problem that is the problem with society today, particularly in America, particularly with the people that are poor, particularly with the lower class, particularly with all the debt that we have, particularly with the healthcare system, is that people do not take personal responsibility for their actions because... They have no self-confidence in themselves. They have been taught to be completely dependent on somebody else. And that is always somebody else's problem. Because if it's their problem, then they feel attacked or they feel like they look bad. But everybody makes mistakes. Everybody has problems. And when people don't realize that, and social media plays huge into that, but when you take that away from people and you say, oh, you don't have any self-confidence anymore and you take that self-confidence away, then they're naturally gonna blame other people. So tying it back to Trump. Why do I vote for Donald Trump? Why am I okay with supporting him? Is Donald Trump a lunatic? Absolutely. No question. He's crazy. He's insane. He's an a-hole sometimes. He is rude. He says things that literally make you scratch your head and go, uh, sometimes, yes, he does. But the role and responsibility of the American president is not to please other countries. It's not to give everybody free stuff. It is not to go out there and say, oh, you should be working or you should do this or you should do that. It is not to go out there and like do anything except for protect and stimulate economic growth. So if you take that and you go, okay, Donald Trump is going to put laws into place that restore our country, that keep the borders secure, that have allow us to have a military and increases our economic growth, then me as a individual citizen and you as an individual citizen right now of America now have the ability to go fight and bicker and 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 come to solutions and work towards solutions to better our society. Now we have the ability to debate and argue whether or not abortion is okay. Now we have the ability to go and argue back and forth on whether or not we should be, you know, funding schools more or less. Now we can go and say, oh, debate whether gay marriage is okay. Now we have the ability to go out there and create solutions that are going to solve problems. 
But if you take away our freedom, and I, I would add that the role of the, obviously, the United States government is to keep the freedoms that we already have. But I think that should go without saying. But I'm going to clarify that because I think it's an important part. What Donald Trump is doing is not taking away freedoms. And that is what I am pro. The reason I vote for Donald Trump is not because he's a person of good character, is not because I think that he's the greatest person ever to be president, is not because I think that he hasn't caused divide, is not because I think that he isn't a lunatic. I do think all those things. But Donald Trump is preserving freedom. Donald Trump is preserving the ability to go out there and have disagreements. Donald Trump is preserving the ability for me to go out there and teach personal responsibility. Listen, I don't care if you are a Democrat or a Republican. I don't care if you're a man or a woman, you're black, white, Asian, Hispanic. I don't care who you are. If you are a human being, I care about you. I do. And I fundamentally believe that what I know and what I have been taught and what I have been so very blessed and fortunate about to have in my life can fundamentally change your life and make it better. I firmly believe that without a shadow of a doubt in my bones, I believe that personal responsibility and the skills that I have to teach, like sales and communication and, and networking and happiness and gratitude and thankfulness and, and a lot of biblical things that I believe. Like I believe and I know firsthand from experience that those things will fundamentally change your life, anybody's life. However... However, a lot of the things that I believe and a lot of the things that I teach and a lot of the things that I'm about are maybe against the status quo right now or against what cancel culture wants to, to, to see. Can, I got a post, I've had multiple posts recently deleted off Facebook by cancel culture because people disagree with it. The second that you take away your ability to speak, my ability to speak, your ability to speak, my ability to put ideas out there is the, the, the moment you do that, is the moment that you take away the ability to actually go out and save massive amounts of people, to actually help massive amounts of people. Because the only way that we're gonna be able to figure out how to help massive amounts of people, get massive amounts of people out of poverty, get massive amounts of people off the healthcare system and into good stable job to help overcome debt of students. By the way, I'm all for helping students get out of debt. I'm all for getting back at big banks and loans that make absolutely no sense. I'm all about even wiping away some debt. I'm not opposed to these things. But we have to do it in such a way that it makes logical sense. Well, if you take away my ideas, if you take away my right or your right or anybody's right to go against the status quo and say, hey, maybe this idea over here is better, then you take away the thing that fundamentally made America, America. America was the country that basically looked at Britain was like, or looked at England and was like, yo, we out, right? We disagree with you. We're gonna go start our own thing and we're willing to stake our lives on it. And that is the ex very thing that Democrats and, and people of the left, liberals want to take away. And I don't understand it. And so I look at it and I go, why am I voting for Donald Trump? Why do I support him? Do I agree with everything he does? Absolutely not. Do I think he's a great role model? Absolutely not. But I didn't elect him to be that. I didn't vote for him for that. I voted for him because our ship is burning. It's sinking. It's going under. And it can only take so long. We, we only have so long before it's completely gone. And so I'm going to elect him because at least he's going to preserve the fundamental things that make America, America. And then he can let all of us debate on, on everything else. We can figure out the social issues. We don't need the government to do that. We can figure out how to solve poverty. We can figure out how to empower people. We can figure out healthcare. We can figure out all these things. The government, I don't even believe should be in it. I believe that the private sector should be in it. And I believe that we should make uh, healthcare uh, available for everybody. I do believe in these things, but I believe we need to do that in a way that makes logistical sense. And we need to debate ideas so that we can get to solutions. But now in today's society, it's like, if you don't agree with me, we're going to cancel you. We're going to delete your posts on Facebook. We're going to shut you down. We're going to fire you. We're going to do whatever. And you're killing the very thing that made America great. The very thing that made America, the very thing that makes our society run, you're trying to take away. And I believe that Donald Trump protects that. I believe that Donald Trump's policies, regardless of his character, once again, separate the two. I believe that how Donald Trump has governed or yeah, governed, I guess, and how he has actually gone in and what he's actually put in place has been in very much alignment with how a country needs to be run. The deals that he has struck, how he has stood up for America. Think about this. You as a human being might think that we need to be more at love and at peace with other countries. And you as a human being might be right. And I, as a human being, might be right to think that as well. And I, my personal self, and 
you and I collectively, if we, let's say we went to church together or we're part of an organization together, we might be like, hey, we need to be more friendly to Russia or China or wherever, Ukraine or where, wherever it is, right? Mexico, whoever, these illegals, we need to be collectively more beneficial and, and kind to them. Yes, but it's not the job of the United States president to do that. It is the job of the United States president to put America first. It is the job of the United States president to protect and guide America. It is the job of the United States president to promote economic growth in America, not in the world, in America, because he's the president of America, president of the United States of America, not the president of the world. So you have to look at the presidential position as what it is actually for. And that is why I support Donald Trump. That is why I think he's the best option. And I believe that if you are Pro, even if you're a Democrat right now, even if you lean left, even if you think that gay marriage is fine, you think abortion is fine, you disagree with me on a lot of my th a lot of things, I still think that Donald Trump's a better option for you. Why? Because the second you elect somebody that forces people to do something, the second you elect Bernie Sanders, who says he's going to force billionaires to go out there and pay $100 billion in taxes, like he said Bill Gates should do, the second that you go out there and you force a civilization to do something, it might be in your favor right now. But what happens when Bernie Sanders wants to do something or Elizabeth Warren wants to do something or Bloomberg wants to do something or somebody wants to do something, a Democrat in power or a Republican, but in this case, Democrat in power wants to do something that's against what you're doing. See, I am not voting for Donald Trump because of these great things that Donald Trump claims that he's going to do for America. I'm voting for Donald Trump because I believe that the policies that he's going to put in place are going to allow you and I to determine what happens in America, are going to preserve the freedoms that allow us to discuss whether or not abortion should be a thing or not. Imagine, imagine this. Imagine you're super pro-abortion right now and you think, I can't stand Donald Trump, stay out of a woman's body, blah, 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 right? You know, you, you give the whole thing, but you're entitled to that opinion. And let's say that you elect Bernie Sanders. We like Bernie Sanders as president. And let's say he gets eight years. And about three years into his terminology, he has a change of heart. And he goes, you know what? Screw it. Abortion is illegal. I don't think abortion is a good thing. And now he's like, if you have an abortion, we're going to put you in jail. If you have an abortion, we're, if you're pro-abortion, we're going to completely cancel you. If you're pro-abortion, we're going to tax you at 50, 60, 70, 80%. If you're pro-abortion, you're going to lose your citizenship. Isn't that scary? Isn't that a crazy thought? He could have a flip of heart like that. But you supported his ability to cancel everybody else's false or, uh, 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 other beliefs that disagreed with you. So you'd have to support that too, right? Right. And that's why I'm voting for Donald Trump because I'm coming from a place of love. Donald Trump does not represent Josh Forty. Donald Trump's actions do not represent what I believe or how I personally act. However, what he is doing allows me to live in the way that I believe. And I'm going to do that regardless of who's president, but the laws allow everybody to go and do that. The laws of freedom allow you to go and disagree with me. The laws of freedom allow you to go and behave how you want to behave. The laws of freedom allow you to do that. Not the laws of socialism, not the laws of communism, not the laws of anything besides what we have now. And that's why I am supportive of that. So do I think Donald Trump is the, the absolute best president? For the next four years? No, probably not. But do I think that he's going to do a substantially better job than any Democrat that is currently running could even dream of? Absolutely. Do I think that you're an evil, terrible person if you don't vote for Donald Trump? Nope. Do I think that you're a terrible person if you're a liberal? Absolutely not. I think you're an American citizen. If you are an American citizen, then I think you should have the rights of every American citizen. And I respect you for that. If you're not an American citizen, you're still a human being. And I still think that every human being is special. I still think that every single human being is, in, like, is inherently loved and has has rights and then we need to treat everyone with respect. So yes, I will call out Donald Trump on things that I don't agree with him on, like his character, like some of the things that he says and does, like the absolute lunatic that he can be sometimes. I disagree with those things. However, he is our best possible bet for preserving the freedoms that we know today and what made America, America. If you don't like that, if you don't want that, then go to a place that already has the beliefs aligned with you. Don't try to go and destroy it for everybody else that does like what we have because I love America. I bleed red, white, and blue. And I'm going to travel the world and I'm going to see it all. But I promise you that there is no place like America. I've been around. I've been to Italy. I've been to Ireland. I've been to Denmark. I've been to Mexico. I've been to Guatemala. I've traveled 
a fair bit about and I've studied a lot of history, a lot of culture, Greek culture and things like that. There is nothing, nothing like America. There is nothing like what this country has done and stood for. And I love it. I love the freedom that it brings. I love the ability to go out there and play the game. I love the ability for me to go out and create a business, create a life that is going to help people. I told Leah yesterday, I said, I want to get to a point in my life. Now, mind you, I am a capitalist pig Republican that wants to pay as little taxes as possible. That is totally pro America and capitalism and free choice. I want to give 50% or more of my income away at some point in my life to charity to helping people with healthcare needs, to helping people that are underprivileged, to helping people without fathers. I want to give over half my income away and I plan to be a very wealthy human being. I'd love to give 80% of it away. Why? Because I believe in helping those people, but I believe in the free market and I believe in the goodness of people. Simply by going out there and voting for communism, communism and socialism is really a vote against belief in people. Because you believe that people are inherently greedy and evil and that they're going to be corrupted. Whereas I believe that people are inherently, well, I don't believe that people are inherently good. I believe that people have good hearts and I believe that people actually want to help people. And when you believe that, you're going to support the free market. When you have a good heart and good intentions to actually go out and help people, you're going to support the free market. And that is what Donald Trump is doing, is encouraging and growing the free market and our religious freedoms. So when you say, well, Donald Trump is putting people in cages. No, no, Donald Trump is not. Are people being put in cages? Maybe so. I don't know. I haven't been down there. I haven't seen it. Is there absolute corruption? Yes, absolutely. In every country, in every government, over, under every single leader ever in the history of mankind. In fact, actual statistic time, there were more people in cages under Barack Obama than there were under Donald Trump. And Barack Obama never signed into law anything that says we need to keep uh, children with their families at all costs. Donald Trump has. Look it up. Fact check me. Please do. I beg you to fact check me on that because I've fact checked it a million times. Okay. So like, are those things happening? Yeah, it sucks. It's terrible. And we as a free market society need to go out there and, and solve that. It's not the government's job. It's our job as a society, as a, as a population, as a community, as a country to go solve our problems. It's not all the government's responsibility and fault. So I look at that and go, how, you know, how could you possibly support tax cuts for the rich? Because I understand that the rich provide jobs and that the, the rich are the people that are producers. How could you possibly want to take away you know, healthcare for all? Because I believe... That if you just give away something for free, it loses its inherent value and people don't appreciate it. But when you have to work for something, you have an appreciation for that. So rather than just giving everything away for free, I want to empower people to go live their own lives. I want to empower people to go out there and be able to work and change their own reality so that they're not dependent on someone else. Because as soon as someone is dependent on someone else, like I said, they lose all freedom and then you have the society that we have today. All right. That was intense. That was long. I know 45 minutes and counting, I think right about now um, is deep. There's a lot to uncover here, but I really want you to think about this. I really want you to think about where I'm coming from here and understand that I don't blatantly support Donald Trump. I ask myself questions all the time on whether or not I support him or not. I ask myself all the time whether or not he's the best choice, whether I actually voted for him. I struggled with the, the thought about it for a long time. I was like, am I going to vote for him the next election? Yeah, as of now, I am. Because I believe he's the best option. Because I believe that, well, I just shared with you what I believed. So I want you to think about that. The next time you're thinking about voting for a Democrat. And I, I don't want to generalize Democrats as a, a general whole, but in this presidential election, absolutely. They're wanting to take away freedoms in the name of comfort. They're wanting to take away freedoms in the name of fairness for all. Has that ever worked? Will it work? The answer is no, it hasn't. They want to go and take away your ability to believe the way that you want to believe. And while your views may line up with theirs now, what happens when they don't? What happens when somebody gets in there and forces you to do things that you don't want to do or else they will cancel you or put you in jail? And that is the risk that we take when we go and go down the path of socialism and communism. Socialism and communism is the worst possible thing that could happen to America. It's the worst possible thing that could happen to society, I believe. Well, maybe not the worst possible thing, but it's pretty freaking bad and is not something that you want to go down. We need to have gratitude. We need to have personal responsibility. And we need to understand that when you have freedom, freedom comes at a very high cost. Freedom is discipline. Freedom is not 
the ability to do whatever you want, whenever you want. Freedom is the ability to be disciplined and have like live a disciplined life. And the reason that you need to be able to do whatever you want, whenever you, whenever you want, or whatever you want, whenever you want, is because when you have discipline, you want to be able to make choices so that you can go chase your goals, so that you can go out there and solve what's important to you. Not everybody's job or calling is going to be to save the healthcare system. Not everybody's job is going to be able to uh, go and save the American politic political system. Not everybody's job is to be a business owner. Not everybody's job is to go out there and, and solve poverty. But it's somebody's. It's somebody's calling. And whoever is passionate about that is going to go out there and chase that and pursue that. But if you take their, uh, the ability away, if you take that ability away from them and you say, no, you have to do what the government says. No, you have to believe this way or, or say these things or support this thing or vote this certain way. You have to do that. As soon as you do it, or as soon as you give that up, then you're, we're not going to be able to solve the world problems that we can solve now anymore. I hope this clarifies my support of Donald Trump. It wasn't really about Donald Trump. It's about the results of what he is doing. Do I think he's a great human being? Nope. Do I think he's a role model? Nope. Do I think he's the best possible solution for our country right now? Yes, I do. For the reasons that I just stated. Because I believe in freedom. Because I believe in capitalism. Because I believe in America. And because I believe so ridiculously strongly that I would stake my life on it, I believe in personal responsibility and the importance of self-confidence within to be able to carry out that personal responsibility. If you have any questions, I would love to chat with you. You can DM me on Instagram at Josh40 or at Josh40Travels. You can hit me up on Facebook by commenting anything on there or send me an email, contact at thinkdifferenttheory.com. And I would love to discuss this further and uh, go down this road. I hope that I really made you think and I would actually genuinely like to hear back from you. As always, hustle, hustle. God bless. Do not be afraid to think different because those of us that think different are going to be the ones that change the world. I firmly, truly believe that. I love you all and I will see you on the next episode. Take it easy, fam. Peace. Yo, what's up, guys? You've been listening to the Think Different Theory with myself, Josh Forty, which I like to call a new paradigm of thinking. And real quick, I got a question for you. Did you like this episode? If you did, I want to ask a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread this message of positivity and making the world a better place is if you leave a review, a rating, and subscribe to the podcast. What that does is it basically tells the platforms that this is out on, that you like my stuff, and that I'm doing something right. So if you could take like three seconds out of your day and subscribe, leave a rating and a review, I would be forever grateful for you. Also, I want to hear from you. I want to know your feedback, your ideas and your questions for future episodes. So be sure to hit me up on Instagram in the DM at Josh 40 or via email contact at thinkdifferenttheory.com.